Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 176 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, this regular season is officially over. NA uh, played their last games this past week. Uh, we got our last team in APAC that will be heading to Anaheim for the playoffs. No more regular season Overwatch League. We have the NA plans and then playoffs, and that's it. That's all we got left. Oh, yeah. In. yeah, it was it was uh it was a doozy. The APAC plans, actually. <laughs> let's focus on those first. I think that's the headline. Um we had a lot of I, I feel like stinkers, of course, when you have like someone like New York and Paris playing this weekend, two teams that have no <laughs> chance to make it. You're gonna get a little bit of uh, some stinkers in there. Uh but let's talk about APAC first. Because the overwhelming favorite, I feel like I saw, to make the playoff, to win the plans and go to playoffs, were the Guangzhou Charge, despite them not being the top seed out of these three teams left. The top seed was the one that ended up making making it, the Hangzhou Spark, after the Guangzhou Charge got reverse swept by the Chengdu Hunters. And man, oh man, I... I don't know. I, I don't know what happened to Guangzhou <laughs> here because I think out of these three teams, people might still say the Charge are the best out of these three teams, but I personally think they might be. I think it might have just been a little bit of a choke from a very rookie team who's in the spotlight for the first time. Uh, sees that they're the favorites here and that they should be able to beat these two teams because they have consistently been beating the Hunters and the Spark recently. And they kind of just choke. Uh, that's all I have the explanation for. Also, leave just is insane and will randomly be your team. I mean, that can happen too. But yeah, uh, what, what were you th- your thoughts on the reverse sweep first? And then uh, once it was Hunter's Spark, I got to say, I got not much to say about that match. I, I think Spark have been a little bit more consistent than, than the Hunters. So yeah, what were your thoughts on Charge Hunters? Yeah, that was just certainly where all the focus was. You're right, and yeah, the with Guangzhou being being as uh, favorited as they were, yeah, it really came out to um, uh, yeah, some some really solid play um, uh, from Chengdu. Uh, I was really impressed with. Um, uh, you mentioned leave. Uh, I'll mention uh, Gaga as well in the tank role. There were uh, questions as the series continued about how. Uh, much playtime he was going to see uh, if, if they were going to swap him out in these kind of situations. Um, uh, but I believe he played all three, uh, I want to say, of those maps that uh, that Chengdu won and, and looked consistently good. Um, and, you know, obviously it's, um, it, it's hard to pick... Um, you know individual differences like that for uh, for teams, but to be able to have um, the, the the consistency, uh, you know, move from Daisy to Gaga um, and 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 uh, <laughs> keep the hot streak going, uh, definitely something uh, you know something to to stay for there. Yeah, the because the the tank diff, um, <laughs> not that piggy, not that piggy got diffed, but there were definitely some situations in this series that you could you could definitely see um uh the difference there and all you know all the way down to uh map five round three um that was quite the series but then yeah by the time <laughs> by the time Chengdu made it out to uh to that Hangzhou match it was definitely a, a different story um uh, and I I still uh you're right I, you sort of alluded to it but yeah I still probably would say that if it was uh 
uh, the charge play in play in this market might have come out differently. Uh, you know, just based on the the way that team has looked and all these kind of things. But um, you know, with the 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 single elimination knockout round there, you know, you you lose the um, uh, you, you know the one match, and that's going to be it. So yeah, it was. Uh, d definitely interesting setup. Definitely, uh, like we're talking about, unexpected in terms of uh, what most people were were anticipating. But um, but yeah, at the end of it all, uh, this Hangzhou Spark team that uh, placed last in uh, APAC uh, during this in this uh, Countdown Cup patch meta um, now is is our last uh, playoff team. Yeah, I, I was fully expecting Hangzhou to be. <laughs> That team, but it is Hangzhou, and you know, last time that we had a tournament like this, they the Hangzhou Spark came out and looked like the best APAC team. They didn't finish like the best APAC team, uh, but they looked like the best APAC team in that tournament. Of course, Philly Fusion had to uh, beat them in the end, uh, but against other NA teams, Hangzhou Spark was putting up the most fight. So maybe this is the team we want to be there. Um, especially after seeing Guangzhou charge sort of choke this game against the Hunters. Maybe Guangzhou on the big stage wouldn't have performed as well as someone like the Hangzhou Spark who have been there now with the midseason madness and will return there once again. Um, and I gave my MVP of the week to Shy because I, I'm, I am fully expecting Shy to be that person who keeps the Hangzhou Spark, especially if uh, Sojourn's still meta and is going to be very good which is, I think, uh, based off possible le leaked patch notes uh, and her not being touched, I think it's safe to say Sojourn is going to be mad and good. So, yeah, I think uh, Hangzhou Spark, uh, despite a lot of a bad end to the season, they could still make a run and be good in the playoffs here, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, and as in terms of, you know, actual... Uh, postseason picture. I mean, they are uh, overall season-wide um, uh, in terms of league points that that number four team in APAC. But yeah, certainly based on recent performance, uh, <laughs> definitely may not have been the uh, the expectation. Uh, oh, yeah. And I know you mentioned you mentioned patch notes for this playoff. Uh, I I guess I had sort of been assuming that um, it would be pretty similar to like what's live right now. Um, do you had you heard that there was going to be any kind of other changes? There are. A couple of different, so there have there's been publicly it has been confirmed there will be a patch soon. Um, I can't remember if it was Aaron Keller or someone tweeted. Someone tweeted there's going to be a patch soon to the live game. Yeah, to the live game. Um, whether or not that goes to the league or doesn't, I don't know. As someone in the league, I know there are a lot of people complaining about the current <laughs> patch. Uh, so if they include these changes because uh, let's be honest, Sombra is insanely busted right now and is causing the meta to be very stagnant to where someone like Zarya, who does not get affected by Sombra hack that much is extremely meta. Um, I, I think if anything, the leak patch notes include four heroes uh, being nerfed. I think definitely Sombra is included. I think they will definitely consider taking these patch notes and putting them into the playoffs because um, I don't think just adding, it, it would just be adding Kiriko basically and the DPS passive uh, to what we're seeing right now. 
Um, so we might see Kiriko, which would be nice, but I don't think we would see much difference in DPS that are being played currently. Lots of somber right now. Um, I think that would continue. The Zarya meta really has come in here at the, the last couple of weeks of this Countdown Cup. I think that would just continue, but just be... The point is, we're at the point where they have figured out the meta. Not enough has changed in this Kiriko patch to where that's going to change anything, I don't think. So my guess is um, the league really likes to change things a lot constantly. <laughs> so my guess is if there's a patch before playoffs, they will um, do that. And it seems like it should come out before playoffs start. So I, I, I am on the side of this probably will happen. We don't know for sure, but... Um, and yeah, there were leaked ones on Twitter today. Some people saying they're fake, some people saying they're not. We don't know if they're fake or real. They seem like things that <laughs> what they ended up, if that's real, it seems like what they would do or what they should do. The four, those four heroes are definitely powerful that they mentioned Genji, Zarya, ha, or not Hanzo, Genji, Zarya, Sombra. And there was one more I can't remember. And, oh, I want to say Sojourn, but you just said it wasn't Sojourn. Yeah, no, Sojourn was not one of them. Um, I don't Genji, know. Genji, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember this. Did I say Diva? Did I say Diva? Oh, it was Diva. Yeah, yeah, it was Diva. Diva was the last one. Okay. I was just gonna say I don't remember the specifics of um, of the, the this patch. And again, if once once any kind of mid season patch comes out, which it sounds like we're pretty guaranteed to get one, we'll we'll talk about it on the show for sure. But um, the the one takeaway I had from looking through that. Uh, was how uh, how harsh it seemed to be, uh, honestly. And uh, and again, I don't have the numbers in front of me or anything because we'll we'll talk about it later if it becomes a reality. But uh, it was it was pretty significant <laughs> for yeah. for really all four of those heroes. Uh, it it felt like so. Yeah, it'll be interested to see uh, what kind of things happens. The the new Halloween event starts on uh, uh, next Tuesday, the twenty fifth. Uh, so I wonder if that might be a, a target patch day for them. Ooh, yeah, I think you might be onto something. Um, I think that might that might be it. Um, but yeah, I think if those four are true, like I agree with you. Like I think they got nerfed into the ground. To be honest, like uh, all four of those uh, heroes did, but they're already Zarya was very strong. So those nerfs, like she might just be good now, and you can still use her. Um, the Diva nerfs, I don't think were too bad. Uh, it was really the Genji nerfs that are like kind of nuts especially when um especially when soldiers just not being touched either when because i think there are, there's a whole camp out there that definitely believes sojourn's more op than genji i'm kind of on that camp but i also <laughs> like playing sojourn and i'm better at sojourn than i am genji so i'm kind of fine with sojourn just being good for a little bit longer and then just nerf her for next season i'd say um but yeah I, what, what was the other nerf against Zara Diva Genji? Oh, Sombra. Sombra, yeah, you need to nerf Sombra. Um, <laughs> that's the one you nerf into the ground for sure to make sure Sombra's gone. Uh, because Sombra, <laughs> you just have to, you have to do, you got to change Sombra in some way because if she's powerful at all, she just disa completely disables some tank picks, specifically Doomfist, who already isn't great. And the fact that Sombra's meta makes him just unplayable uh, at all. So it, Doom just gets hard countered by Sombra. Being hacked is just, you're dead. Because he, he just doesn't have, 
his tankiness is like connected to his abilities. So he has like two seconds where he can't use his abilities and gain that tankiness back. And Sombra just melts him in that amount of time. So yeah, it's just rough. Good. It's good to nerf Sombra now. And then next season, give Doom some buffs. Cause I also would like to see Doom meta. He's fun to watch now that he's not as like, now that he's not a DPS and can't one shot people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we t- went on a tangent after the Seas stuff. So I guess we'll go back to NA uh, real quick. <laughs> it's all good. Um, NA, I'd say the big things out of NA this week. Um, Houston, I mean, these games didn't matter for them at all. But still, after beating Dallas last week and everyone power ranking them first, uh, lost to Florida and Toronto. Uh, 3-1 both games. I, I think a lot of people would be in uh, on the side of like, okay, it doesn't matter at all for them. Um, I'm on the side of like, it doesn't matter at all for them, but it's like super Houston to lose these games if it did matter <laughs> anyways. So I like to imagine it's yeah. just Houston. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair description. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, we mentioned the, uh, or you, you mentioned one of, the, one of those games was against Florida. I think Florida had uh, a really, oh, really great week. Good. Yeah, they're looking um, really good. They're looking really good. Yeah, against, against Houston and against Toronto. Um, uh, only dropping the the one map all week and really setting them setting themselves up nicely for uh, these play-ins too. Uh, my my MVP for the week, I'm giving it to Hydron uh, in particular after that uh, uh, Toronto match. But again, he's showing up well uh, against Houston too. I think at some point earlier in this season, I mentioned um, uh, did. To, you know, have to go back and find the quote. Insert quote here, even though that's not something we do. Um, but that that Florida was one of my most favorite teams to watch. I think in the league, uh, <laughs> just with the, uh, the the way they play and the the particular characters of um, uh, the the actual players themselves, not you know the the Overwatch heroes, but um, the 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 way that all comes out in their performance is really um, really entertaining and and. Uh, this was another great example of that, and I'm excited to see uh, as they, you know, step out into these into the play-ins how that's able to continue for them. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I, Florida's exciting me, honestly. They're they're looking pretty good. Um, they really figured out the meta, and once again, we we've, we've had nothing but like surprise. And every tournament they seem to get better. Maybe they get even better for this one. First, they got to make playoffs, which I think is very doable for them. Out of the four teams that ended up making play-ins here. Uh, but yeah, as far as the rest of the week goes, I don't have much to highlight. Um, Shock London played a really close game, a 3-2 uh, for two teams that it, it didn't really matter for them. I guess London was kind of playing for the fifth seed in NA instead of the sixth seed. I don't know what that is overall. Could matter in the end. Um, but yeah, they ended up getting uh, this weekend just with the New York win. At that point, it didn't even matter. They had the seeding, so they didn't even need to win this game. Um, yeah, that, that was a close game. I think it just, to me, that shows more that like the Shock are still definitely beatable right now, despite their 3-0 against Paris. Paris is just that bad. And yeah, <laughs> yeah Shock are still sort of beatable. I also like, I, London's still like out here playing Ryan in this meta with, with Azaria meta. I think if these patch notes happen, London's a scary team, I would say, um, because if I don't know if people know how to like, it seemed like shock even was struggling when they pulled out the Rhine uh, in this in this uh, matchup. I mean, they weren't playing it all the time, but yeah, I think 
I think London could throw some people off in this matter if they just like play what they're really good at and no one has enough time to figure out how to beat it. Um, that could just be like a way to win, you know, play, play something you just have been playing all year. Uh, and people are like, okay, in this meta, how do I beat it? And it takes too long for them to figure it out. Could happen. Yeah. I remember the quote from, uh, and I forget which shock player they interviewed after that series. Um, um, but one of the one of the shock players that uh, they interviewed after that, after that London series, they were asking about um, the the Reinhardt and, and those kinds of things, and it may have been Stryker um, was saying, um, yeah, that we you know we anticipated that coming out of London, and so we had uh, you know been practicing um, some uh, Farah comps that they ended up running, uh, and and but we you know very quickly discovered that that was not going to be <laughs> you know that was not going to be successful that was not working uh and so we had to you know change plans and and do all these other kinds of things but uh the, the point that the the may have been reinforced was making is you know that's um like you're talking about when you have a team uh like london and there really isn't another good example that i can think of right now uh that has uh th- those kind of strategies and plays those kind of ways um in in um, that sets them apart so much from uh, the rest of the league. There's 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 it's very limited in what you can do. You know you're not gonna you're not gonna scrim a team that plays Reinhardt the way the London Spitfire do. Um, you're not gonna you know it's it's gonna be hard to to reproduce, let alone to you know come up with something that then is appropriate to to respond. So yeah, it's it's. It's come up in the past in Overwatch League history, and it's always been you know very niche examples. Um, you know, like it hasn't found incredible success, um, but the, there are absolutely situations where yeah, just lean into the weird thing that you do well uh, can can be a viable strategy. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, really for both of these teams uh, as we step into the playoffs, how um, this this London Shock match. Um, maybe ends up foreshadowing um, some element of their respective playoff runs. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see how this London squad and comp does. It's, it is really a kind of a viable strategy that they're doing. It, it's just their comp isn't like the most meta comp and you can play a better comp, but no one knows how to beat it. Like you said, Joe, like no one is practicing against it. They don't know how to, they don't play it and that's what catches them off guard. They don't play against it, that is. So, yeah, London could, you know, even though we've had a whole season of them doing it in, in different metas, it's harder to, if you don't have certain heroes available to you because they're not meta or they got nerfed or something, like it's, you got to figure it out and it's really hard to figure it out. So, yeah, we'll see how London does in the playoffs. Um, after NA, we got, I mean, we've had the, these four teams locked in for a bit, but we locked in sort of the seeding of it all. Uh, and we'll have Florida play Boston and Toronto play Washington in the first round of these play-ins. Uh, there are two teams out of those four that will make playoffs. There is a uh, lower bracket, a loser's bracket. Um, and the winner of the win- upper bracket final and the winner of the lower bracket final will be the ones that qualify. Uh, so winning that first game in the upper bracket uh, gives you a pretty big advantage because you're in two championships and you have two chances there. To make it to playoffs later in the show, we will predict who we think those two teams are going to be, um, and I'm excited to see which one of these, which two of these teams is, uh, is coming to Anaheim. And I, spoiler, I really hope it's Boston so I can see my boys again. <laughs> uh, but, oh, yeah, 
Hell yeah. Uh, anything uh, else? We both put Chengdu and Guangzhou as the ma- match to rewatch. That was really the match. Um, but yeah, that's... And you gave your MVP to Hydron. I think I'm pretty sure you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's anything else to say about the week before we go into some news? Yeah, I don't think much other than just to briefly uh, uh, touch on Boston, like you said. Um, uh, you know, they did um, solidify their seeding for this tournament, and they're looking pretty good. Um, but but particularly in in terms of commenting on this past week for them, uh, they played New York and Paris, uh, both of which were, you know, those are matches that you kind of have to win. Um, and they did. <laughs> and that doesn't always happen uh, with the Boston Uprising. Uh, and so that's uh, notable enough to to explicitly say, uh, you know, if nothing else, you've got some momentum going into these play-ins. Yeah, they do usually give you a little uh, upset every once in a while for the other team who should who should not beat them. Uh, but yeah, they beat both Paris and New York. They did it. Good, good for them. Uh, and I st- yeah, ever since uh, the Lori firing, they are looking. They're looking way more stable, at least. So that's good. Uh, yeah, let's let's head into our news. We uh, should talk more about Overwatch 2's launch here because uh, that's the big news in Overwatch so far these past two weeks. It's still going great. It's going strong. People are talking about it. People are playing it. Um, they they've announced many different things. Twenty five million players, Joe. Twenty five million. Oh uh, yeah, which is nuts. Uh, I think it's they got 25 million in 10 days, which is three days away from tying Apex. They got 25 million in seven days. So that's pretty good. That's what a free to play game does for you. Uh, everyone tries it because it's free. Uh, but another big reason why it has had some big staying par- power specifically on Twitch uh, is there are Twitch drops happening right now. They're not the most insane Twitch drops or anything, but they are. Uh, Twitch drops, nonetheless, we had our first wave of Twitch drops, which are over already, so you can't get them. It was a voice line for Kiriko, uh, an I take care of my friend's voice line, and then a legendary Kiriko skin, which is a pretty nice skin. I don't, I wouldn't say it's like, I got it for free, I wouldn't pay for it, um, but I still like it. <laughs> and now the drops happening right now is there is a spray and a donut weapon charm which i have equipped already on all my guns and that takes that's one of my biggest complaints joe i want like an equip all for these weapon charms because i have to go into every single freaking hero and every hero yeah equip it um yeah but yeah it'd be nice to have like an equip all uh, yeah i just uh uh minutes before we started recording ticked over into my my five hours of streaming so yeah i got that knocked out today too Nice. Um, but, but yeah, very very solid weapon charm. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite weapon charms so far. I think my favorite one is one that you have to buy, which is annoying. It's the one that was in the bundle, the Sojourn like detective bundle. It was like a folded unicorn. I think that's my favorite one. I did not buy the bundle, and I don't have it, but I think it's really cool looking. Um, but yeah, I, I like the weapon charms. I, I, uh, it's really weird on heroes that don't have weapons still but yeah I, in general i think the weapon charms are uh, pretty cool on certain heroes with guns um for sure uh but yeah another big thing is you have even if you have connected your uh blizzard or battle.net account to uh, twitch before you have to reconnect it that is key i someone was one of my coworkers watched a seagull for like six hours and was like why am i not getting it 
and then realized he had to reconnect his Twitch and had to watch for another six hours. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you got to reconnect. That is huge. Yeah, with the new game, I guess, is the excuse. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, you, I mean, you see big names playing Overwatch 2 all the time now, which is crazy to see. I mean, um, XQC, of course, is like the biggest streamer who will play it every once in a while. Uh, but I've been seeing like Pokimane at some point, like just people all over the place. I've seen, I follow a bunch of uh, TFT, Teamfight Tactics streamers. I've seen them start to play it too. Uh, just everyone's playing it. Some of them are sponsored um but most of them aren't so it's been pretty crazy i think everyone's just taking advantage of the the fact that drops are enabled and overwatch has consistently been one of the top right now it is the top game just chatting is the top category overwatch is at two 258k viewers so and it has been around that number all uh, since yesterday when the drops started again so drops are most likely carrying that number right now but uh, it seems like a lot of the streamers who are playing are like they're playing it because drops are enabled, but they're having fun with it. So that's cool to see. Uh, and good for the same. I, I think this is one of the best case scenarios you could imagine if you were a fan of Overwatch previously. I, I think a lot of people had a lot of, you know, negative thoughts about what could happen here, especially with all the bad press. Like it's pretty insane that people are just like playing it and just forgetting about all the bad press because honestly, at the end of the day, it's a free game. You don't have to pay for the skins, and it's a fun game. So, I think everyone's good with all that. Yeah, yeah. I remember when um, you know one of our one of our comments at launch was um, talking about that you know one of the one of the best things for the game in its you know early um, early stage when it's getting lots of criticism and all this kind of stuff is just to have more eyes on it. Uh, and you know that's that's definitely still true as you know things may be settling down uh, a little bit um, <laughs> you know in terms of the mind of the general public and all these kind of things but um, but exactly the same thing you know to to have um, you know a bigger audience and more people understanding what they're looking at and what they're uh, dealing with it's just you know objectively good still for um, for the, the growth of the game I would think absolutely I mean just getting. I think especially like seeing reviews out there, like Moist Critical's review, just straight up saying like, hey, this is a good game, like things like that. Great to see, you know, Um, that people are like, okay, yeah, all this monetization thing sucks. But yeah, it is a fun game. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, The Overwatch McDonald's. I feel like we must have talked about this like three times at this point because it's been leaked. (laughs) so many times but we keep getting more information about it because it's officially finally happening um and yes for all of our australian viewers <laughs> yes and it is only happening in australia um and it's a way if you live in australia to get the uh epic skin it's like a lightning tracer skin or something right um, yeah and i couldn't tell i didn't i didn't look for a yard but i couldn't tell if it was actually a new skin I or think it it's kind of looked familiar it is old but yeah uh, which is a little unfortunate, but yeah, it is old, which, yeah, I think that's a weird promotion for sure. I mean, it's only Australia, I guess. I don't, but if you live in Australia, don't have the lightning tracer, you download the app and then you can order, um, food and you get the skin and food. So that's how <laughs> it works. And you get a bag that has pictures of overwatch heroes on it as well. If you want that, that's a, that's a nice collector. Don't throw it away. Just keep it. 
Um, yeah, put it on eBay or something. Your girlfriend will wonder like, why does why is my boyfriend keeping trash around? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's happening. I don't know if they announce if that's happening now. Um, I believe, I believe so. Yeah, okay, it started. It started. So go do it if you want that stuff. I had a passive thought about like, what if I downloaded the app and just set my location to Australia and ordered something with no intention of picking it up <laughs> just to see if I could get a skin. Probably could, but, honestly. <laughs> do like a VPN situation or something. You probably could. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just, just give them my... I, it's probably cheaper to just buy the skin in game. You don't even... <laughs> Yeah, it's probably cheaper to buy the skin in game. I guess you could order like a ninety-nine cent meal f- piece of food, and maybe it's. I, I don't know how much Epic skins cost money-wise. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe this is a deal. Um, all right. Uh, yes, free cosmetics. This is great. Uh, so obviously, a bunch of servers issues and bugs and all that stuff. I'd say the server issues are mostly out of the way. It's Tons of bugs still, which will most likely be fixed in the the next month or so. Uh, And because of that, they have decided to uh, give us a free, some free stuff. First free thing is what looks like uh, was going to be the Halloween skin for Reaper. Uh, We're getting it for free. It's him as a pirate. He's a captain. Uh, Then we also get a free uh, little... uh, health pack weapon charm which is a nice is another really nice weapon charm i like it as well as yeah, i was, gonna, okay, I was go gonna say you mentioned the you mentioned that other one was your favorite but i think this one may be yeah <laughs> i think this one I may be my about favorite this one. so far the health pack one i forgot about this one I, I think it's up there for me too i think it's a good one fits it fits in very well some of the some of the weapon charms are just feel out of place but this one like feels like it would just fit in with all the weapons oh, and yeah. stuff. tuck it on your support yeah exactly um and then, oh yeah, the other thing is they're going to have some double match XP weekends as well, and they'll specify the dates uh, of those. So uh, to get all this free stuff, you just got to log in starting October 25th, just once through the end of season one, and you'll get this stuff for free. Simple as that. Uh, so if you're playing the game, you're going to get this stuff uh, for sure. And yeah, uh, they'll keep us updated on the double XP weekends and when those are happening as well which will be nice to finish the battle pass. I don't know about you, Joe. I, I know you are like limited in playtime because you just have your <laughs> laptop. Uh, but as someone, yeah. who's, as someone who's able to play it consistently, I think I'm at like 60, almost 60. So I'm like super close to finishing it already. And we're only two weeks yeah. in. So. Which is good. That's that's reassuring for, uh, you know, in terms of we nobody really knew how long it was going to take or what kind of, um, you know, issues might be in the way of, of players completing it. But, uh, but yeah, that's sort of what I'm hearing is that people are are, are making their way pretty, pretty not easily, but consistently through. So that's good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see like all the streamers who have finished it already. Like, um, you get those little name plates. Those are the extras you get if you have finished the battle pass. Your rest of your levels, or you get little like name nicknames or whatever. Um, the titles, yeah, little yeah. titles. Uh, I really like that because I it makes me just want to grind even more. So I get the, like the final title, and like only a specific amount of people have those t- that title because it's the hardest to get. Um, so I, I really want to get that. Uh, I like that post battle pass grind. I, I like those. I think. Um, We'll see how it feels when I get there. But yeah, 
I think those are cool too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it, it seems like if you're if you play pretty normally, you should be. The other news is you should be able to get Kiriko before she's unlocked and competitive. If you play pretty pretty regularly, um, if not, just a week after or so, you know, um, because I yeah I reached past level fifty five at this point. I, I got a bunch of friends who also are past fifty five at this point. So yeah, seems like it's timed pretty well. I think I could be maybe move her down to like 50, 45. I think that'd be a little more generous and nicer for people, but uh, we'll see what they do. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do that. Don't get your hopes up, I'd say. Anything monetization-wise, don't get your hopes up. That's what I told my friend who who messaged me today and was like, God, I hope they like make the skins cheaper. And I was like, don't get your hopes. <laughs> Do not get your hopes up, my man. Like, people are still buying these skins, buying the coins. They're probably making a ton of money off of it so far. I would say they're not changing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Which is not a bad thing. If they're making money, yeah. they're just not going to make my money. <laughs> yeah, they're just not going to make most people's money, I'd say. If you look at the Overwatch subreddit, they're definitely not making most of those people money. It's just the streamers and people who put a lot of time into the game and are willing to throw some money at the game every month or whatever, you know, um, it, yeah. it's, it's just not, it, you look as someone in esports, you look at every other game. It's like as bad as like apex it's Valorant's worse. And none of those games have changed. None of those games have ever changed. <laughs> They've stayed the same because they make money. That's why. Um, and people in Valorant are, I found out talking to my Valorant coworkers because obviously the guard is in Valorant. People complain about the skin prices every single time there too. Does not matter. <laughs> Does they get the, they're the same same prices? In fact, some things get more expensive. They don't care because they keep making money. Um, so yeah, it's it's the way free to play works. I know people. It sucks even more for Overwatch because we used to get this stuff for free, and that's why it hurts even more. But yeah, this we just got to get used to it. Um, at least we get, I, I've enjoyed that it's free and that has made it so more my friends have been willing to play and try it. And I've gotten a lot of memories off of it. So that's been nice. Yeah. All right. Um, new live patch. They, they updated it um, to fix a lot of bugs. That was the main reason as well as server issues, stuff like this. Uh, this was last week at this point, October 13th was when this happened. And yeah, there, there's just a bunch of a bunch of bugs that people were having, um, including uh, apparently there was a bug where Zenyatta receipt was receiving extra attack speed from Kiriko's ultimate, um, so he gets a normal amount of attack speed from that ultimate now, um, as well as some swift a swift step bug for Kiriko. And then just a bunch of like competitive and Nubani. Nubani um, was added back to the map pool. I don't know what I don't know what that means because it's still not playable in this map pool. So I don't get it. But yeah, I think that means it can be playing custom game now. I have no clue. I have I don't like Nubani, so I don't care. I have a pain. <laughs> Any other bugs to point out that they fixed, Joe? Any big ones? Uh yeah, I think that was um, the the main bit of it. But it's just good that uh, you know that's the first um, the, the the first patch that's come out now of, of the new game. So that's exciting to see. Um, and then alongside it, obviously they 
also came out uh, they put a, a dev blog out um sort of laying out um some of the the things that they plan for the next you know half a season or something um in terms of uh, gameplay maps and competitive they said um and so that includes uh some of the hero changes we've already talked about um to heroes like diva genji sojourn that that they're that they're watching and they all give more specific details in this article about each of the individual each of the individual heroes but uh they're watching win rates they're watching pick rates um um how those kinds of things go doomfist uh is on their list um uh, Kiriko is on their list as they're just evolving and, and watching how uh, how the community uses her, how the Overwatch League uh, ends up using her in playoffs. Um, and then they did explicitly confirm what um, many people had been suspecting, uh, that they did actually put a uh, map pool in uh, for quick play and competitive. Um, and it sounds like he's going to be the standard from, from season to season. Um so and they have you know including the lighting variants too so i wonder if we're going to get some of the you know old lighting variants in in a, a changed map pool as well but um they said each subsequent season will rotate some maps out and bring back others um uh they confirmed we also will re return in season two uh which they added some new um uh, cover and, and geometry elements uh for the 5v5 uh, which is kind of cool. Nice. Um, speaking speaking of maps that you can see in custom games, but not um, uh, but not in in regular com competition. Also, I haven't confirmed this myself, but apparently um, they've been doing a lot of work to King's Row. Uh, like in custom games, you can actually get into some like new area. I was watching I was watching a video that somebody put together of it. Uh, like a new presumably pve related area of king's row that's accessible in custom games um um yes which seems super interesting i, I haven't gone in there myself like i said but uh that's that, that's exciting that's exciting to see yeah I, um, I believe it was also rialto has some and maybe havana had some too yeah, and I mean, the Rialto we've seen, I'm sure. Right, right I imagine it's the same ones. I don't know if it's the same ones, but we've seen some in Rialto. Yep. So, yeah, I think there's just a bunch uh, being revealed now. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I hope the fact that they have the lighting listed next to everything, I really do hope that means, okay, they're going to switch up the lighting on these every season or whatever, which I think is a very cool and fun idea. Um, yeah, I know when they announced that system, the implication seems to be that that was going to be you know like the dynamic lighting that would be like live in yeah. pvp like as like you did you roll like you just you know roll the hollywood map and it's like well you get this time you get daytime hollywood next time you get nighttime hollywood and whatever but so whether that becomes a thing in the future or not it's clearly not a thing now so yeah. <laughs> because they did like not only like um lighting stuff i thought when they said that i thought that meant every game like if i roll ilios there's a chance i get evening or dawn or night um, that's that's what i meant yeah, yeah yeah but i i guess that means each season they're just going to change the lighting um or keep it the same or whatever i think it'd be cool if this if it like evolved like seasonally too um, because they've had like snowy maps before. I think that'd be a lot more work probably. Um, but like based off of what uh, the season it is in the place you are, because obviously Junkertown has a different summer from 
uh, King's Realm, oh, yeah. stuff like that. It'd be cool if it like seasonally also evolved. Like if it in the summer here in the Northern Hemisphere, it was winter at Junkertown and it was snowy. And it, that, that I think that'd be super cool. I think that would take a lot more work though. Because I know they like talked about weather systems too and lighting and all that stuff in PvE. I wonder if they could implement that in this as well. I think people would be annoyed if it was raining in their games and stuff like that. But I think it's cool when King's Row is all snowy for Christmas and stuff like that. And it doesn't get in the way either. Um, it's just there on the ground. It's not like it's snowing in your face during the game or anything. It's There's just snow on the ground. Uh, I think there'd be... Absolutely. I think it'd be cool if they could implement that. Um or just have like the trees blooming or flowers blossoming and stuff like that. Like a, like Animal Crossing almost, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's uh, there's a lot more things to fix, so you can just do that later probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The more pressing concerns for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, – yeah. Like you mentioned, the dev, dev blog was, I think, when it came out a lot more like vague and it seemed like the – they were satisfied with how things are and they were going to change everything next season. But then people tweeted like, oh no, we're going to have a mid-season patch. And I was like, thank God. Because <laughs> if you think that this is okay, you're wrong. Like Somber is just annoying the hell out of me. That <laughs> That's it. And um, Zarya as well. Zarya is also annoying me. So, uh, And it's mainly because when I play tank and the other tanks playing Zarya, I just know I have to switch to Zarya because I can't beat Zarya on any of these tanks. Like Zarya is just the best one. Um, and it was also a little annoying that they were looking at this win rate percentage so much. It's less annoying now that I know that they're going to change them anyways. Um, but at the time when I thought they were like, I thought that was their excuse of like, oh, we don't have to, we can wait to change these because the win rates aren't that bad. And I was like, God, please stop, don't use these stats. Like they feel awful to play against whether or not they have a high win rate or what. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's my big takeaway from that blog. There are a couple other, I know, a couple other changes that came in today um, in the back end. It wasn't a patch, and it, that is Kiriko is now playable and competitive. They added uh, top 500 leaderboards, so you can go check those out. Um, obviously, for plebs like me, I'm not going to check if I'm on it. I'm just checking who is on it. Um, and there are some pros up there. It's fun to see. And then um, they added some new, some some of the new uh, cyberpunk-themed skins to the shop i think roadhog and zenyatta are up right now if you want to check those out and purchase them i think they're both all right I, okay i think i would say <laughs> i think i would rather save my money for the leaked ones that we saw on reddit specifically the hanzo one i think looks super cool and then there was a kiriko one that looks so sleek as well as like there was one more right after kiriko that played in the video that had a very similar theme to the kiriko one I can't remember who it was, but there's some really cool ones that I'm just like saving. If I'm going to spend any money, it's going to be on those ones. So uh, I think these ones are all right. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. Uh, I wouldn't probably wouldn't buy either of them. Probably won't. But yeah, um, I think uh, that's it. Halloween Terror, as we mentioned before, that event's coming back uh, and it's coming back a week from today. So yeah, uh, I'm excited for that. I uh, imagine some expensive skins will be there. If you really like, if you really like getting your hopes up, you can like act like they'll do a, I don't know if you've played in other games, some games with uh, events like this have a token system where you can grind and you get 
in this situation, we were to get a Halloween token. And if you accrue a certain amount of tokens by doing missions and stuff, you eventually get some where you can buy a skin. Um, I know Multiverses, if anyone's playing that, is currently doing that with their Halloween skins. League of Legends, that is, does that with all their events. Um, you complete missions, you get tokens, and then usually if you grind enough, everyone is able to purchase um, or get like to one skin basically from the entire event, which is nice to just give people who grind out one free skin. I know everyone wants, everyone's used to the old events where we just, where you could just start stacking up a bunch of skins or you have enough coins to buy them. Uh, that's not going to happen anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> but, I think, I think, but yeah, the, the idea is interesting. Yeah. Mm. The, the trying to manage a uh, bunch of more currencies, I'm sure we get to be a headache, but the being able to get skins is good. Dude, I, <laughs> League of Legends has the most fucking currencies out, out of any game. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's logging into League is a is a headache in itself. It's like, oh, you have this much blue essence and this much red essence and this much tokens and this much. And I'm like, what what can I do with any of these? I don't get it. It makes no sense. Um I think that's on purpose so people can't tell that they can get a free skin or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so I think it's confusing on purpose in League's case. Um, and it's probably getting confusing on purpose in Blizzard's case as well here with Overwatch. So yeah, it's just another predatory predatory thing, of course. Uh, they're all over the place. Um, all right, that's that's all we got for the news. Let's let's do some play-in project predictions. So we're gonna predict uh, the first two games, and then we're going to predict the two playoff teams. Uh, so, yeah, Joe, you get to pick first because you're you're beating me by 21 points. Uh, we're going to start with Boston and Florida, which I think is a – I think it's the more interesting uh, matchup here. I think this is two teams that have been performing extremely well recently in comparison to Toronto and Washington who have been – especially Toronto who's been way down and Washington's been like back and forth, up and down. Uh, Boston, Florida, though, they have been very up. They both did really well in the Countdown Cup. This is a tough decision here between these two teams, Joan. And luckily, you get to make it first instead of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think um, I think I'm leading into Florida uh, for this matchup. I think I think you're right. This may be uh, one of the more interesting. Um, uh, interesting matches of the two, but I think particularly particularly because um, both of these teams, I I, I think um, may have the um, uh, one of the higher um, uh, ceilings for either of these teams. Uh, both both Florida and Boston have. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about the potential of the Boston uprising all season, but um, to to really legitimately. Um, uh, do something interesting, and so to 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 watch this back and forth has potentially really good. Um, uh, I, I think I am I am leaning into Florida here to uh, to take this first round win, uh, and then you know as we see the rest of the the way this mini tournament plays out. But um, that, that's where I'm leaning here. Nice. Uh, as much as I hate picking against Boston, I think Florida is just looking really good right now. It's going to be really hard for Boston to beat them. So I, I'm going to go Florida. I think it's close. Uh, but I, I do think Florida's just looked really good recently. They're they're reaching their peaks, which is good for them. All right. And then the other matchup I'd mentioned, Toronto versus Washington, both these teams. 
up and down. Toronto coming off a win against Houston that we did they were trying or maybe not. I don't know. And Washington, um, you know, they've they've had some really highlight. They've had some highlight games since they've dropped down to these five players. Um, they've had games where they look like the normal justice. They've had games where they have surprised us. That's just what the justice do. Will this be a time they surprise us, Joe, or um, will they let us down? I mean, this is the this is playoff decay, right? This is playoff Washington justice, right? It's true. It sounds like you're trying to convince me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the I mentioned the first match was going to be the more interesting of the two. I think this one um, has the potential to be the the closer of the two in, in one way or another. Um, however, that first one goes, because uh, yeah, I I I spent a lot a long time trying to think about this one uh, and uh, the different ways that um, um, that uh, you know a winner could come out of this. Uh, and because you're right, the Washington uh, Justice have have definitely had really high highs recently, uh, and Toronto have not been. Um, they didn't have quite as as great a stage for comparison in this countdown cup they were uh three and three and two and four respectively um uh but that being said i think toronto's been playing much more consistently um uh throughout the the whole season long um then there's concerns like you talked about of, of playoffs washington and uh, uh covid struck uh toronto um uh, who, like we talked about, had sort of a uh, meh week this last week, um, partly potentially due to some of those kind of issues um, that presumably they will have recovered uh, in, in a week maybe, but um, there could be issues there. Anyway, so it, it was it was rough. Uh, I think, um, at least for the sake of this graphic, because we don't actually have any pickums to make on the Overwatch League pickums site because we already, I guess oh, yeah, that's, that's what the annoying. crystal wall picks was for. Yeah. Um, but so for the sake of this graphic, which is the only thing we have, uh, I think I'm I'm going to pick Toronto. I think for this first round match, uh, it's going to be close. It's it has uh, a lot of room to swing uh, for all those reasons I've talked about. But uh, uh, I think that's where I'm leaning for now. Nice. As lo- as much as I really like how good Toronto has been um, recently, and especially with their summer showdown performance, I gotta go Washington, Joe. It's playoffs. I just gotta go Washington. I, I pick against them too much. I think this is the time I got to pick for them. I'm going justice. Uh, all right. Let's pick our two playoff teams, all right? Um, in our, in our, you have Florida-Toronto in the bracket. I have Florida-Washington. Um, out of those, t- who do you think is going to earn that number one playoff spot in the winner's bracket for you, Joe? Yeah, so that winner's final uh, between Florida and Toronto, um, I think we may see. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm second guessing myself of the matches we just saw. Yeah, the, we just we just had a rematch between these two teams this past week, uh, and I think we may see a similar result. My uh, my first playoff team out of these four to uh, to come out of this bracket is going to be the Florida Mayhem. I'm with you. I, I'm also picking the Florida Mayhem to be. I think they're the top team out of these four right now. I think they should have an easy two wins, in my opinion. To head on, based off how they've been playing recently, to, to head on out to uh, Anaheim. So, yeah, I, I'm also crowning Florida the winner there. Um, so you'll have Toronto. I guess we're not doing – who who would you have facing Toronto in your loser's bracket, Joe? And your loser's bracket final, I guess. 
Yeah, so, and so again, then it gets really difficult, <laughs> and I'm and I'm just picking crazy here. And a, a lot of it, I um, if I had to do uh, pickups on the website, it would probably depend on on how Boston was looking. But uh, for now, uh, I have uh, uh, Florida beating Boston sends him down. Toronto beating Washington sends him down. Uh, and at that point, I've got Boston t- beating Washington uh, to advance to play uh, Toronto there in the losers finals. Um, and, and then who and, wins? And who just, wins that one? And for the sake Again, again, for the sake of these pickums, uh, I'm. I, I think if if Boston makes it this far, uh, they've got just as good a chance to beat Toronto as anybody. Uh, my my second pick for this graphic here is going to be the Boston Uprising sneaking in there nice. uh, on their you know end of season roller coaster that they've had. Um, uh, you know, solid. Uh, what are they now? Uh, oh no, I'm looking at the wrong graph. I was going to say third in North America, but that's no yeah. third in the Countdown <laughs> yeah. Cup. Uh, but uh, tenth in North America, um, just just sneaking in there, uh, joining in those playoffs. Man, I, I think I got to pick the same as my as my playoff team number two because I just want it. I just want that so bad. I I, I <laughs> think I, I want Boston to make that playoffs. Um, yeah, my my bracket's slightly different, obviously, but uh, Boston. Uh, I was Washington, Florida, and Florida beat Washington. So it's Boston, Toronto in that first round. I think Boston, uh, Toronto is the easier matchup for Boston, in my opinion. Um, whereas we did just see Washington, Boston in the Countdown Cup, and Washington ended up winning it in a very close five map series. I think it would be a similar situation, but I think Boston would take it this time and grab that second spot. Uh, Boston, Florida, who face each other in the first round, we both have them as the two teams here to go to Anaheim. And be the final two teams uh, in that 12-team bracket, 12-team playoff bracket. Exciting. Um, and yeah, those are those are our predictions. And our, our next show, we'll be we'll be uh previewing the playoffs show. We'll be giving a playoff preview. We'll be predicting who we think will win it all. The fifth season of the Overwatch League. Who's gonna be the champion? That's gonna be crazy. And you know what else is going to be crazy is that playoff week, which starts on Sunday, it's on the 30th, Friday. and goes all the way to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, at least it doesn't go the full weekend. It's just Sunday to Friday, which is a very weird, very weird time. That's true. Which I, That's true. It makes sense why they're not like selling tickets, I guess, until Thursday, Friday. Um, because, yeah, who I don't know who would go on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the playoffs, but... Yeah, it's exciting. They're avoiding league worlds by not making it on the weekend. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm super excited for it. Obviously, I'm going to be there with the Glads. So, and even if we don't make it, I'm definitely going to go to the grand finals uh, for sure. So I'm excited. Uh, but we will make it, Joe. Don't you worry. Uh, yeah, anything else to say before we sign off? Yeah, I don't think so. It's uh, you know it may be a, a short, uh, shorter amount of matches this weekend, but um, it'll definitely be good ones. And like we just talked about, we're going to make up for it <laughs> the week after for sure. Oh yeah, big time! All right, thank you guys all for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, my Twitter is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe, Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Inc. And the show's Twitter is at On the Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.podcast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and enjoy the NA play-ins this weekend.